0: Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Today we're going to be talking about adhesive capsulitis. I'm just gonna go over a little bit of the anatomy before we get started. However, let's break down this word first, adhesive. So adhesions are forming fibrotic tissue, all of that not so fun stuff is forming in the capsule. So itis, so capsule of the shoulder, itis inflammation. So we got inflammation in the capsule due to adhesions. So the anatomy of the shoulder. So we've got a nice little picture here. If you're watching this on a video, if you're hearing this on audio, Sorry, I don't have the picture up for you. So adhesive capsulitis is commonly known as frozen shoulder, as we have heard patients come into the clinic and be like, oh, doc says I got frozen shoulder or whatnot, because the shoulder's not moving anymore. So we got limited range of motion, and you're going to have a lot of pain with that range of motion that you're trying to get through. We got a thickening and fibrosis and shrinking of the capsule. So those are those adhesions forming, lots of inflammation, fibrotic tissue, and it's kind of happening mainly on the anterior portion of the capsule. Keep that in mind for when we talk about the capsular pattern of the shoulder. However, it's also kind of going down into the inferior portion of the shoulder as well, which is definitely going to cause some issues for patients as they're trying to move their arm around, so hence why limited range of motion and pain. So etiology of this primary kind of unknown, sort of just shows about a of nowhere. The patient realizes they can't reach overhead and grab something out of the shelf overhead, and they're like, hmm, this is weird. It's kind of hurting when I'm reaching my sh- arm up, and they're losing range of motion slowly. Kind of that primary etiology, not too sure what's going on, sudden onset. There was no rhyme or reason why it started. However, there are some conditions that this is commonly associated that, with that kind of fall under that primary etiology of just sudden onset. Most of them are endocrine and cardiopulmonary issues, such as diabetes mellitus, that's a big one that ends up causing problems resulting in a frozen shoulder, any sort of thyroid issue. And as I said before, cardiopulmonary issues also can cause this to happen due to decreased circulation and nutrients getting to the joint itself, causing those adhesions. The secondary reason why this might be happening is due to trauma to the shoulder joint itself. So this could be a car accident, a crush injury, anything along those lines where the shoulder's just getting completely just wrecked. So due to that, adhesions are forming because that's part of the healing process, and that's kind of overdoing it, causing the adhesive capsulitis. Another one would be immobilization of the joint itself. So this is common when you're in that abductor brace following rotator cuff surgery. You're kind of stuck in that position of that internal rotation, that guarded position to keep the shoulder safe. However, due to that immobilization, a lot of adhesions can start forming in the joint itself, resulting in frozen shoulder. So you go in for a rotator cuff surgery, you end up with two problems afterwards. So that's one of the risk factors following immobilization. Another one would be complex regional pain syndrome. So the shoulder itself just completely is shot, the capsule itself is shot. All that inflammation stuff is just causing the adhesive capsulitis as well. So that can be another reason that usually kind of goes hand in hand with any sort of trauma. Uh, Another reason could be rheumatoid arthritis. So we know with rheumatoid arthritis, it's a systemic issue and it's affecting pretty much every joint in the body. Shoulder is a joint, ends up getting adhesive capsulitis there as well due to restrictions in the capsule and inflammation of the joint due to the RA stuff going on. When you're looking at this, it could be paired with any sort of rotator cuff tear. So you see just trauma to the shoulder ends up being a rotator cuff tear, rotator cuffs attached to the capsule, problems with that as well. Ends up being another reason why we're getting adhesive capsulitis. Bicipital tendonitis, so we know the long head of the bicep is going to attach there on the supraglenoid tubercle of the scapula part of the capsule itself. Again, issues with that causing the fibrosis to form. So if they're having any sort of rotator cuff or bicepital tear, kind of just also realize it might be coming hand in hand with a piece of capsulitis. So keep an eye out for that. The PT should be the one screening for that, doing all those special tests. But as PTAs, we have to make sure that we're keeping an eye out for that as well. Most common presentation we're gonna see, this is what the boards like to kind of throw at you is It's probably going to be a woman, a female, who's going to be in her middle age, between 40 and 60 years old, because that's kind of the common time presentation where this would show up, at least idiopathically. This is what we're talking about, an an idiopathic primary unknown reason why. And then the diabetes mellitus kind of talked about that. So just to repeat, female middle age with diabetes mellitus might be the main reason why this is showing up. So what is this going to look like? As I said before, restrictive, active, and passive range of motion. So the patient might only be able to lift their arm up in like 120 degrees. They're like, "Ugh, that's all I can do. And when you go to stretch it, we get to like maybe 125. So you're seeing that it's not like a, just a pain at the end field. We're hitting the capsule there. It's not going any farther. So with that, they're gonna have a lot of pain. So lots of muscle guarding, they're in that guarded position. They really don't wanna be using that arm at all, especially if they're, it's their non-dominant arm, they're really just gonna lock that sucker in and not move anywhere. They're gonna have pain through their entire arm. It might be different regions of it. A lot of times it's right on the shoulder, down the lateral side of the brachium, and then it can go down into the lower part of their arm as well. So just tons and tons of pain through there, especially in those freezing stages pain with loss of range of motion, restricted elevation and lateral rotation. This is the big keywords here. So as I was saying, loss of range of motion can't lift it up. We can't stretch it either. Restricted elevation. So that's because the inferior part of the capsule is kind of getting messed up and that's causing problems with abduction or flexion. If we're thinking about the arthrokinematics of the shoulder joint. And so That's causing issues with them lifting their arm overhead, as I said before, and then lateral rotation. So that's the one that's going to start going first. We kind of talk about the capsular pattern of the shoulder that I have put here. So you're going to lose external rotation first, then abduction, then internal rotation. So those are going to be the big things you want to look out for when it comes to which direction is starting to be limited start thinking adhesive capsulitis that lateral rotation because of those adhesions forming on the anterior portion of the shoulder so back to the arthrokinematics of the joint thinking about that as well all right so how are we treating this so it depends on which phase that they're in if they're in the acute stage or the acute phase of this they're going to be in a ton 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 of pain So there's really not too much we can do with this, especially when it comes to increasing range of motion. They're not going to tolerate it. They're not going to come back. They're just going to be stuck. So we want to work with that available range that we have. So the main thing that we're going to want to do with this phase is to address pain. Now, as PTAs, we're able to do any sort of modalities for this. So hot packs, cold packs, if they want Ionto to try to decrease inflammation, we could do that as well or even if your state allows it, some grade one and two mobilizations. So those are the ones that are used to address pain. We're not pushing on the capsule at all. We're just trying to do some oscillations or just larger oscillations to decrease pain in the joint. Those are some things that we can do as PTAs. However, if they're in so much pain that they're not getting anything done, they can't move and stuff, it might be time for us to go, more so tell the patient to talk to their physician And get any sort of pharmaceutical interventions going with them, because that's outside of our scope of practice, we kind of have to hand the baton off to somebody else and try to maybe get some pain relief medication in there so then they can actually come to therapy and get some work done. Because they're not going to want to do anything if they're in this much pain. So address pain first. Some exercises that we can do on our side is some like pendulums, some isometric exercises, and then like progressive resistive exercises. So just working through that available range that we have, trying to maintain that range of motion and also keep that strength if we're able to, and they can tolerate it. So moving on to the chronic phase. So this is where the pain's really subsided and everything, but they're still not moving at all. So, this is where we can start getting aggressive with our stretching and everything. Some things that we could do would be some mobilizations, and we want to do those as grade three and four mobilizations. So, we're really pushing on the capsule there, and those are going to be in the inferior direction, also in the posterior to anterior direction. That's to increase range of motion through that abduction to get more abduction and flexion and then also to get more external rotation back. So we're pushing on the parts of the capsule that are kind of being affected by these adhesions. With that being said, exercise that we can do, as I said before, we can get a little bit more aggressive with our stretching because they're able to tolerate it more, really pushing on that capsule trying to get through, and then increasing strength and working through our pain-free range of motion. So any sort of like, you know, finger ladder exercises, wall slides, all that stuff, um, any sort of Flexion, scaption, wall push-ups, all that stuff to work on strength in the shoulder itself. We can do those as well to start getting the patient back to where they were. So keywords to think about when this shows up on the boards, you're gonna see these words all show up together, and or maybe some of these, and you're you're going off in your head saying, okay, this might be adhesive capsulitis. So as I said before, a female or a woman who is in their middle age, so from 40, 60 years old, they might throw in like 45 or something like that, who's got diabetes who's having a pain with loss of range of motion. So it hurts to lift their arm up overhead. So can't reach overhead and then loss of external rotation. So you're going through measurements and stuff and you're seeing that they have like no external rotation. These are all your keywords and red flags that should be blaring in your head saying probably adhesive capsulitis if they're asking, what do you think this patient has on the exam? Here I have a sample question for you guys. So a physical therapist assistant treats a patient in the acute stage of adhesive capsulitis. Which treatment would not be appropriate for a patient in this stage of healing? Here's our possible answers. So we have moist heat, grade three PA mopes, isometric external rotation exercises, or gentle PROM. So I'm going to give you guys um, about like 15-ish seconds to start thinking about what the answer would be. all right guys so here's the answer it's going to be grade three pa mobilizations is the answer to this question because it's asking which treatment would not be appropriate for this stage of healing as we kind of said before the grade three mobs those are the ones where we're pushing on the capsule uh like slow large oscillations that are trying to increase range of motion. This would be appropriate for someone in the chronic stage of healing. However, the question's asking acute stage. So that is why this is the answer. So the other answers to the question, moist heat, totally good for acute, address the heat. Any sort of pain that they're having, isometric external rotation exercises. Generally, isometric exercises are a pretty safe thing to be doing with shoulders. Just make sure you're checking the precautions for it, that the shoulder might have, that the surgeon might have put down for whatever surgery or condition that they might be having. And gentle PROM. So as I said before, working through that available range of motion and stuff like that. That's all things that we want to be working on with this patient. If it said aggressive, then that would be wrong. That would be more of the chronic stage to really push on the capsule. But gentle working through available range, totally okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode video podcast. And I will see you guys in the next episode where we're going to talk about cerebral palsy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.